0: I have I. I like the person that I am and it took me a long time to get to this place. So I just like, I'm so glad. Like I wish I, I could go back in high school and be like, oh my God, like you're adorable. No mm-hmm. one hates you.
1: <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. It's really great to be back talking to you all again. I miss you guys. New Year's in our culture, I guess, can be a weird time for people. They have this whole intention setting, cultural ritual that, oftentimes leads to overburdening yourself with something that makes you guilty. I also use New Year's to check back in with myself, to look back at what makes me me and how I've exercised that or how I've failed in that exercise over the last year. Have I been holding myself to that core of who I am? Am I building on those things that make me the best happiest version of myself. This episode, in a way, is about all that stuff. It's about something that, not only to my guest, but to many people around the world, has helped inform who they are at their core, helped give them a moral and emotional framework as children and young adults. And it's also about something really fun and sweet and magical, just like my guest um, anyway, you'll hear all about that in a bit. Just want to say thanks again for listening, whether it's your first or your 14th time. And I'll be back after a short message from another show in the Nerdist School Network. Hi, Frank. Hi, Amanda. What are you doing? Just
2: making this promo for our podcast. You mean the Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast? Exactly. Wait, what's it about? So glad you asked. It's where a comic book novice and a comic book expert discuss comics and media with special guests. A novice and an expert? Which one am I? Uh, you're the expert, Frank. I knew that. Sure. Check out new episodes every Wednesday on the Nervous School Network and subscribe on Podbean and iTunes. And tell us what we should read next at the novice and Frank at gmail.com. See? You are an expert. Hey there, guys, and welcome back to At Least There's This, uh, a little silver lining for the dumpster fire of a world we are all living in. For those of you listening in the distant future after everything's collapsed and we're ruled by alien overlords, The massive GOP tax cut, tax bill, tax scam uh, just got railroaded through in the middle of the night. And a lot of people, not just people who agree with my, you know, very left-leaning blue political views, stand to lose a lot of livelihood. I mean, there's small—you're going to get a little bit of money back on your tax returns, but you're going to get boned uh, a million other ways. So— That is weighing heavy on a lot of people at this point in time, Um, and it's making it maybe a little difficult to have fun, but in a world where we're constantly getting fucked over by rich white men in power, at least there's
0: Harry Potter!
2: Oh, thank God to have something nice and wonderful uh, and magical to talk about right now. So I'm with uh, the amazing Andy Erickson. And uh, do you want to introduce yourself to my guest real quick?
0: Yeah, I am a stand-up comedian, writer, actress. I am a performer, and I am a huge Harry Potter nerd. And also
2: just a wonderful voice of joy in,
0: in this trying time.
2: Um, before we even get into Harry Potter, would you describe yourself as an optimist or a pessimist?
0: I am absolutely an optimist.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, can you tell me why?
0: I uh, I am very I guess forgiving of anything negative so that I don't let it affect me too bad. So it's like I just think I just I like to just give into the whole like you know what? We can only control ourselves. I'm going to try to do positive things for the world. If other people do negative things, you know what? It's not their fault. Something <laughs> must have happened to them.
2: That's very that makes forgiving. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's also a fairly, like, it's a fairly California viewpoint. Yeah, I, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Are you from this region?
0: I'm from Minnesota.
2: Oh, yeah. man, I'm a Midwesterner, Yay! too. Yeah, that's also, I guess, a bit of a Midwestern mm-hmm. thing of, like, well, everybody's trying to do their best. Yeah, we're
0: just trying to do our best. Yeah. So it's like if something's really awful... Uh, you just kind of think like, okay, they're not trying to be awful. And if they are trying to be awful, it's because they don't have wonderful magic love in their lives.
1: <laughs> like they're
0: missing something. So you should just feel happy that you have love in your life and you are a passionate person and just be happy for who you are instead of being mad at people for the way they are.
2: Wow. I, I guess that <laughs> brings us to Harry Potter, right? <laughs> Having wonderful magical love in our lives. Yeah. Uh, So can you tell us real quick your – I think everybody who's listening to this knows Harry Potter. I do have some Mm -hmm. listeners in, like, Asia and Nicaragua, but it is, like, the most heavily translated book in the world, right? Other than the Bible, maybe?
0: (laughs) I think so. That sounds right. Um, It's incredibly popular, and it was, like – they tried to ban it originally, and that's how I found out about it. My mom was like, there's this book that they're banning in the South she's like, do you think I should, do you want it?
2: Oh man, your mom sounds (laughs) cool as shit. Yeah, so
0: she's like, maybe we should get it. It's probably pretty interesting if they're banning it.
2: (laughs) Now I want to ask you more about your mom.
0: (laughs) She's great. She's surprisingly, she's a Republican and she's why maybe I, 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 I have to love Republicans (laughs) because my mom's a Republican. So all the shit that's going on in the world, it's like, well, some of them are still
2: nice. Some of them are kind of okay. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. I I was even having a conversation with a friend last night and, you know, sometimes I tire of the viewpoint of like, well, I'm neither. I just stay Mm -hmm. out of the way Mm because I don't want to be told what to think. But like, yeah, that is there's validity to that. They're like, well, these are all just people on Mm -hmm. either side, you know, and.
0: It's, it's people doing the best they can. Some of them are selfish, some of them are greedy, but some of them are doing their best. Yeah. and it's like and that is also too like I do find parallels in the horrible stuff that's happening with Harry Potter, which makes me love it even more is because like they go into this like world where Voldemort's in charge and everything is awful and the press isn't doing their jobs and like the government's corrupt and I'm like, oh, Yes, that's what, Voldem- Trump, is Baltimore. Trump is our Voldemort.
2: Trump is our Voldemort. For those few of you who aren't, you know, who don't know Harry Potter at all, mm-hmm. uh, or just to sort of get us on equal footing, it's maybe the most popular book series mm-hmm. ever released, mm-hmm. uh, written by J.K. Rowling.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's pronounced Rowling. J.K.
2: Rowling, okay. <laughs> I always do that wrong. No,
0: um, I just love I just
2: no, feel free to correct me anytime. <laughs> I love Put, being that
0: yeah. nerdy that I'm like, mm, the author's name is pronounced rolling.
2: They, m- <laughs> mansplain as much as you want yes! at me. Yeah. Oh,
0: Wizard Splane.
2: Wizard Splane <laughs> and Wizard Spread.
0: Wizard Spread, yeah.
2: Um, it's maybe the most popular book series ever released. It's about a. Magic Little Boy mm-hmm. and his magic little friends. Uh, <laughs> his it, magic Little Friends. That's the most reductive way to put it, <laughs> but it's also got yeah. a lot of revolutionary mm-hmm. ideology. It's a lot mm-hmm. about sticking up for yourself and fighting mm-hmm. for yourself.
0: And it's it's about how it's not always easy to see like light from dark and but and it's not necessarily just good and evil. Like even Voldemort had a really awful past, a really awful upbringing that made him who he was. Yeah. And Harry Potter had a really awful upbringing, like, and he chose a different path. And it and it is and it is it's about love. Like I, I a lot of my philosophy comes from it. They're like, it's like, I have some quotes too. I can pull them up, but I want to just like, don't pity, uh, don't pity the dead, pitying the living and those who live without love like it's like you don't like the dead are gone the living need need our attention too but like oh gosh people who don't have love in their life or don't have a passion or don't feel love that's that's the worst realm you could live in yeah is to not feel love or have something that you love
2: um i want to try maybe for the big question right now why is harry potter good and feel free to philosophize about what good means mm-hmm. as much to you as possible. Like I want to hear, I want to hear where it comes from with you.
0: Yeah, I think it is an underdog story, and it is a story about like a coming of age as well. So I kind of connect with that, and it does show that doing the right things and being caring about the people you love. Like they have a lot of examples where like in the book they say you can't judge a man by the way he treats his equals. Do it by the way he treats his inferiors. And I love that. It's like it's the goodness is it's not how you treat people like who you're like cohorts with. Like like it's like how do you treat the people you hire or, or the people who are poor or the people who need help. And I think that is so much of the goodness in the books because it's like oh. It's so easy to treat someone you want a favor from nice, but mm-hmm. to treat someone who maybe has done something wrong to you, but they're coming from a different perspective and they maybe don't have what you have, that that really shows true character.
2: Can you elucidate maybe, I think where you were going was it's mm-hmm. it's good for the world because it looks at the underdog, mm-hmm. right? It's about, it's filling yourself with love for mm-hmm. as many people as possible. Do you think yeah. that's fair?
0: and I think it is like, there are so many people who do just need to find some love for themselves. Like kids, like they hate themselves. Like they're going through puberty, not all kids, but a lot of kids, like they don't feel like they're like, they don't feel like they belong and they can connect with this character and see, Oh, he, he can belong. He, he can become something else. He does have this power within him that he didn't know. Yeah. And, and I see that that is, is good to show that in people and to bring that out instead of like, making it just about, like, dramas or, like, um, and having, like, a negative spin on it. But it could still be really dark and still be good. Like, it can still show these really bad things, like there's death and there's violence. But those are all real things that you deal with. So I,
2: I didn't think about how it helps kids through the problem of self-hate. Like, mm-hmm. I've always thought about Harry Potter and how it affects the world is through... Um, interpersonal and even like social Mm. work but the personal work i hadn't seen because like yeah i fucking hated myself as a kid i hated myself so much as a kid that's so hard yeah it is hard but i think i think that is pretty common i think so too yeah and having someone who is like oh man this kid did not, <laughs> did not get a single thing like uh-uh. worked out for him. Like his <laughs> no. parents are dead, his <laughs> uncle and aunt hate him so much. Yes. like to a comic extent. <laughs> and, and his friends, mm-hmm. who seem chill, for some reason, no one seems to like that much. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's easy to relate. Mm-hmm. Well, and he he does make friends, but he makes friends with like the annoying girl who's like really smart, who is kind of an outcast, and makes mm. friends with Ron, who's like not liked either. Like the Weasleys aren't liked, so his friends he becomes like he's not friends with the cool kids, but there is still that message in like having friends is what gets you through. Like just having And that not everyone had like I remember in high school I would go through periods of time where I didn't have close friends and it was really really hard. But when you did have a friend like that. That got you through, like, everything. Just having a close group of friends to to take on the world with or just to talk to and have.
2: Yeah. Did you relate to Harry more when you had friends or you didn't have friends?
0: I think I was reading all of it throughout my my childhood. So I kind of, it was always there for me. So yeah. I don't know if I can really distinguish between the times because I just loved it all equally. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to live in this world. I would go to bed and pray that I would wake up and then I would get my letter to Hogwarts. <laughs> I like, I started reading in like fourth or fifth grade, the same age Harry was in the book. So Are I kind of grew up with him. Are you also
2: 28? I'm 30. You're 30. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, a, yeah, we're like in the same age okay. bracket because okay, I cool. also... I'm almost 28, and so okay, I grew cool. up, like, the same age as Harry.
0: Yeah, and it, it was definitely, like, a big part of my life, and then as the books kept coming out, I think the last book came out when I was, I was in college, I think, I'll have to find the... It's
2: probably your freshman year of college, because I think it was, I was, like, in high school at that time, okay, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember it was college, and, mm. and the the... The book, the first book my dad read to me when I was a little kid, like I think I'd already read it once and he read it to me again or or maybe like I started reading it and he because we did this thing where we would he would read to me when I was younger. So I was connected to him with that. And then when actually my dad passed away when I was 22 in a car accident, a sudden car accident. Yeah. And when he passed away, I was when I got the word like I was in the middle of reading the the sixth Harry Potter book. Oh, wow. And I was just at the scene where. They were doing, oh, I don't want to ruin it for anyone.
2: It's been out for yeah. so long. <laughs> Guys, if you get mad yeah. about spoilers for Harry Potter. <laughs> it's
0: too late. Yeah. Uh, the the funeral of Dumbledore. So it was during, I was like reading that scene. So I was like on a road trip doing comedy and I was like reading my Harry Potter book to just kind of take my mind away from the fact that my dad had just died. <sighs> and, I was, and I was reading the book. So it was literally just like there for me in my darkest moment. And I was there for like, the darkest moments of these characters too like when Dumbledore died oh it was just all intense and my dad's nickname was Merlin like that's what he called his friends so his friends called him it was just a nickname he got he didn't really he wasn't like a Harry Potter nerd or anything like that but his nickname was Merlin so like the whole books have just been a big part of my life and they got me through my dad's death along with a lot of other things (laughs) it wasn't just harry potter but like i i read quotes at his funeral from the book oh god and (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it's beautiful it's just very yeah, yeah
0: there's so much in it that you can connect to and it I, and then after the books were done, I was like, I just was Googling more books about death. <laughs> like, did, books about death. Like, I just want to read it. But nothing ever compares to Harry Potter. Like, nothing builds a story as well and characters as well and has this whole arc planned out so well.
2: What about it is hits you so well more than another book series more than are you do you read lots of fantasy or YA?
0: anything with a dragon in it I used to read (laughs) growing up if it had a dragon in it I would read it so like Anne McCaffrey has the the dragon riders of Pern which was really good um but this I think it was just the story like the story is so good and so well thought out I like that things will connect like things will happen in the fifth and sixth book that they they foreshadowed to in the first and second books or like like the thing with like Snape and Mm. his whole arc like all the arcs were just there were so many surprises and also at the end of every book you kind of got to learn a little bit more about what death was, kind of, and what life and death was. So There's a little summary at the end where he kind of like him and Dumbledore would have these talks and I was definitely fascinated by death and wanting to know, like, what that is and what could happen when you die. Because in my head, I'm thinking, when I was a little kid, magic is real, so when I die, maybe we all go to wizard heaven. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know. Where
2: did the fascination from of death come from?
0: I think it was just the one thing that I was afraid of. Because as much as I was like, there were periods of time when I hated life, I knew I knew that it was great. The great to be alive. So that was like the one thing that I was really afraid of was dying cuz I have a heart condition. I've been through pain. I've been through heart surgeries and like near death situations but it was that was the one thing cuz was like I just didn't want. It. And then once I lost my dad too, I was like, "Yep, I was right. Death is the worst." Wow. <laughs> Like, but also too, there is something with knowing that you can be okay after someone dies. Like literally when I was on the phone with my aunt, after I found out my dad died, cause I was on the road and like, I couldn't get a hold of my mom and I was on the phone and I was like, tr- like, I'm a very like analytical person, just like my dad. And also like when you're grieving in that like one hour period, you're kind of not a human. You're kind of this on uh, this other realm, yeah. but I was trying to call my aunt down and like my cousin, I was like, well, you know what? Batman didn't have parents. I was like. Harry Potter didn't have parents. He turned out fine. Like I was literally listing within the moments after finding out my dad dead, these different people who didn't have parents and how they were still okay. (laughs)
2: Wow! Like (laughs) what a soothing device to have these. I think that's partially why Mm. most of our heroes, and that's a. I mean, you know, I'm sure Mm. as well as I do, because you seem like you're very plugged into stories and mythology. But a lot of our heroes are orphans. Mm, Right. And I think that's partially because Mm -hmm. we all, even if we have parents, feel. Like we're on our own.
0: Right. We feel like they don't understand us. Yeah. And and if, and if a lot of people just don't have good relationship with their parents, too. A lot of people don't. Or you don't feel like they get you.
2: I have a great relationship with my parents, and mm-hmm. I still feel like <laughs> I, I'm completely on my own. Right. Like I'm so lost mm-hmm. in the open. And I mean, of course, it can't prepare you for when mm-hmm. like death actually occurs. But yeah. I think we feel mm-hmm. a lot like that child it's true in a lot of fantasy too i mean like I'm yes. thinking of every fantasy book mm-hmm. i like it's usually an orphan like mm-hmm. the king killer chronicles or um the like the gentleman bastard oh, yeah. series i've been reading it's all orphans
0: and i wonder if that's because if a kid did have parents they wouldn't like like if harry potter had loving parents it, it wouldn't be as compelling of a story I guess because if he was in a rough situation he's like hey mom can I get your help yeah. <laughs> like his parents would help him and there are obviously stories like without kids but it is definitely like less believable that like oh why didn't your mom come and help you like, why didn't your mom pick you up when your broom broke down right it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah why didn't she pick you up at Quidditch practice? <laughs> yeah it's like that's an easy out like right yeah. I guess it's nice to see
2: mm-hmm. people struggling through great adversity and mm-hmm. succeeding on mm-hmm. their own because it mm-hmm. If they can do it, you can too.
0: And a lot of people tell me like that's their biggest fear. Like they're like, I can't believe you went through losing your parent. Like I couldn't imagine that. And it – like it's – I like there's like I couldn't imagine losing like like, my my husband. Like I couldn't imagine losing a child. There's so many things you just can't imagine. But there is something that – and now I have a connection. There are so many people who don't have parents or who lost their parents. And there's like this bond where it's like you don't quite get – You don't quite get what it's like to be missing, like, the person that made you and the person that made you who you are. And now you can't have them in your life. Like, I think people, they get that it's really awful, but you do become, like, a different person. And so I do recommend, like, when I have, like, I had a friend who lost her dad, uh, like, a year after I lost mine. And I was like, you should read the Harry Potter books. (laughs) Because there is just something in in just, it's a good book, too. And it's so great to just escape what you're feeling and just read a book, but then also just to connect
2: that's the thing that has always impacted me about the mm-hmm. Harry Potter series, it, as a even as a meta viewer, because I've read mm-hmm. them and, of course, loved them and thought they were great and mm-hmm. cried at the, cry when which brother <laughs> dies when it's either Fred or George when one of the I twins that God yeah. that hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. But I also love that these books are fantastic escapism. Yeah. It's such a great yep. way to escape, but they're also. You there are plenty of good escapist fiction, but Mm -hmm. this one has had so much effect on people in their real lives. It's helped people process Mm -hmm. and impacted their working, their living life so much that it just seems special.
0: It does. It does. Like there, I've been searching for another series that does what they do the same way, and I haven't found it. Like I read Chronicles of Narnia, which are great. Like I've read. Yeah, Obviously, like the King, King Killer. I've read the first one of the King Killer Killers. Chronicles. It's uh, it's a the Roth uh, Patrick Roth. It's Roth, great Rothfuss, yeah. books with a hard yeah.
2: name to pronounce, yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, I don't, I yeah, I and I love reading them. Like, I go back and I read them again all the time, and it's but interestingly enough, like they reading them as an adult now like in my 30s it was very different than reading them when I was like in my early 20s Mm -hmm. even just like there are some things where I'm like hey and like book two and all the kids were like getting hurt and almost dying like why didn't they tell the parents like why were they just pretending like things were okay yeah <laughs> and they just kind of let it happen where like i kind of looked past it but i still i'm like whatever it's a wizard school there's right <laughs> we don't know what they do yeah, yeah it's different
2: there's um i was talking to my girlfriend about that because she is a huge harry potter yeah. nerd like on the same level as you but she isn't like a comedian she's not yeah um Her way of doing art isn't public, so she doesn't express it as much. Gotcha. But she was talking about one of the many things, because I was talking to her to, like, get ready for this, so I had uh, a lot lot to talk about. But how now that she's old enough, even though those books affected her more than any other piece Mm -hmm. of art and she's big on fan fiction and everything, Mm -hmm. there are problematic elements. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Hermione is the most... Uh, she has the most action of any character in the story. She does so much, and she does not get her due.
0: Yeah, and she has like the weird, weird romance thing that kind of went with the guy, the, mm-hmm. the, the Victor the, Crumb. Victor Crumb, and I, I thought it was weird that she ended up with Ron too. Who's
2: such a I, Ron's a lovable bum, but yeah. he's a bum.
0: And she would want somebody, I think, who would challenge her a little bit more. Yeah, Ron's and... not
2: challenging in the least.
0: <laughs> I know. I related to Hermione and I was like, I wouldn't date a Ron.
2: <laughs> when you see Ron's Patronus is just like a nice dog, it's like, yeah, he's just a nice dog. <laughs> he's
0: just a nice dog. He's
2: a great guy to have around, but. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. Harry,
2: in a way, mm-hmm. isn't the most challenging of characters mm-hmm. he's very easy to relate to because he has a really strong moral compass mm, yes but yes. he doesn't have to work that mm-hmm. hard hermione works so yeah. damn yeah you're
0: right and that's and that's why there is still tension because people are like why does why does this come so easily to, for you for harry he's like well uh my parents were murdered by voldemort <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i'm the magic king it
0: just happened to me he's like i don't want this like he's like i don't want all this attention i don't want any of this
2: which is true to people who have gone through a lot of adversity mm-hmm. while having a huge impact to their own lives. Mm-hmm. It does seem like they have more of things than others mm-hmm. do. Like your, what you were telling me with your heart condition mm-hmm. has probably inspired you to create and work harder than mm-hmm. someone who's just on the exactly straight down the middle on all spectrums, mm-hmm. right? Like you've had to overcome so much and it's probably done a lot for you.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. Like people ask me, like, would you rather not have your heart condition? Even though, like, I've had heart surgery, back surgery. I live with chronic pain, where some days, like, I can't get out of bed, and it makes like traveling hard. It's making my job harder. Like, would I give it up? And I don't think I would because I found a love for art. And for comedy and for creating, and I'm I'm on a path that I enjoy, and without it, I I don't know if I would be doing doing that. And you know what? And even if I would be happier without it, it's fine because it doesn't matter as long as I think this is. <laughs> then it works for me. But I've I I like the person that I am, and it took me a long time to get to this place. So I just like I'm so glad. Like I wish I I could go back in high school and be like, oh my god, like. You're adorable.
1: No Mm -hmm. one hates
0: you. (laughs) Like, you're going to be fine. Like, you are going to get married one day. Someone is going to love you one day. Like, as as shitty as this is, like, you're going to do comedy. You're going to be on TV. You're going to act in a TV show. You're going to do all these things. Like, I was afraid of going on TV because I didn't want people to look at me and judge me. I just want, I, I never wanted to be a comedian, but I just tried it and had so much fun doing it. But, like, I don't like attention. I don't like. Negative comments and the positive comments almost don't even make it worth it. Like, I hate yeah. when I was on last comic standing, people made comments on like my wedding photos and were like going in and just attacking Ugh. me and the way I look.
2: God, that's so and awful. attacking.
0: And so, it's like there is this weird side of it all, but it's still like I've, I've still through all the, the hard shit and shit I've dealt with, it's still brought me to a place where like I appreciate being weird and I still appreciate being different. And I have like through Harry Potter and stuff now, I've been doing wizard LARPing which has changed my life as well that's
2: how I learned about you <laughs> so for those of you who don't know I have two good friends Jackie and Amanda who do a podcast on this same network called the guilty pleasures podcast if you like this podcast they are I'd say cousins or mm-hmm. you know it's people talking about things that really bring the light to their lives uh, and I heard Andy on that <laughs> doing a LARPing episode yes. and I was like fuck this is this person <laughs> is awesome and this sounds fun as hell <laughs>
0: Well, and I'm new to LARPing, but man, it's amazing. It's the thing, you look at it and you just laugh at it. It's when people dress up like either like wizards or warriors or or any magical realm where you could dress up like pirates or zombies and you just pretend to live in this character world. It's basically like improv, an improv scene with props.
2: I have learned through talking to so many people that the thing that brings delight to their lives that they're then able to bring out to the world is community.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: And it's community through mm-hmm. something that makes them feel personally accepted, and then they can feel personally accepted with lots of people. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that Harry Potter has given that to so many people,
0: yeah, I absolutely. And that you hit that's totally perfect community and acceptance. And at these wizard larps that we do, they're they're called Nordic larps, so they're they in they're epic, so they span like four days, three nights, wow. and you. You you're in character. You get you get. To the, they couldn't because of copyright make it exactly Harry Potter,
2: <laughs> uh-huh. which
0: is fine. They but they still have houses. You get sorted into houses. You have your wand, your wizard robe. You go to classes, and you get to live and be a wizard. And everyone, it's so much fun. You don't get judged for being silly or weird. The weirder and sillier you are, the more attention you get, the better you feel about yourself. The bigger the risks you take, the bigger the reward you get. Like no one is an outcast. It's so welcoming. It's so warm. And it's and I brought my cousin who hates attention. She like she would she just likes to be comfortable, but she loves Harry Potter so much that she went with me and had so much fun. Like there's just no judgment. And the whole LARP, too, has this whole overarching thing of like telling a story about making the world a better place, too. And like by like battling together and working together and accepting everything. And yeah.
2: Feeling accepted. Mm -hmm makes you feel of course it makes you feel better but it also makes you such a better actor in the world
0: it's powerful it's it's a superpower we were always saying we wish we could invite like politicians and things into a world like that where they could just feel empathy and connection to people that they maybe don't think that they would ever get along with or understand
2: it's pretty magical yeah this so i sent you an article i'm did you end up reading that or did you even mm-hmm. see it
0: i saw you sent i thought you just sent questions i
2: did send questions and i sent you an article oh, last crap. night because i was so jazzed about it it's yeah, fine okay. i i know what i want to talk about okay, and you perfect. might have even heard this study also okay the it's an italian study where so italy like america has um, problems with uh immigration and you know, xenophobia and so they would have like two samples right kids uh in you know a lower grade who would be read st- like chapters of harry potter that don't deal with in-group out-group right so just like harry gets his wand you know harry goes to diagonally all that stuff mm-hmm. and then the other group would be read chapters dealing with uh in-group out-group behavior so uh Malfoy calls Hermione a mudblood or oh. Voldemort is, you know, being fascistic or something. Mm-hmm. And the kids who were read those passages, so their be their um their feelings towards others and immigrants before the 6 weeks and after the 6 weeks changed pretty drastically. Wow. And the kids who were read just like the normal, you know, mm-hmm. the Harry gets his wand or like quidditch or stuff mm-hmm. stayed pretty much the same. And that was then true for high schoolers. And it wasn't true for kids in college or older. But when they were read passages about Voldemort, that changed their opinions. Wow. So the younger kids um, connected with Harry. They they saw themselves in Harry. Mm-hmm. They're young. He's young. They were able to see what he's going through. The older kids weren't. But they were able to see Voldemort and how they didn't want to be like Voldemort. Yeah. And that pushed their needle that way.
0: That's That's awesome how many people were in the study
2: um so it was a fairly small mm-hmm. sample size which i i love when you see some great research that <laughs> it gives you what you want and they are like yeah but it was yeah. a small sample size but it was at least a cool it still works it still like, works. it still
0: happened yeah and that makes total sense like i let's find the people who have read harry potter people who haven't let's compare let's do an empathy test and, and just see <laughs>
2: I heard a friend of mine had said something I thought was really fascinating where he's like, I wonder if there's so much political action right now because all of our stories are about superheroes standing up for, like all the movies we're watching now are superhero films, which Mm -hmm. say what you want about them, but like they're standing up for the little guy. Yeah, And I think that that does truly affect Mm. all of us.
0: I think so too. Yeah, and I think when you're going through – when you're going through school and like becoming who you are you are more susceptible to to taking in new views and things like that because i spent my my high school years being brainwashed by my parents not their choice they're just republicans Mm -hmm. so i that was my way of growing up then when i got to college and out of college and i was like seeing these new hearing these new things like that's kind of what changed my perspective was i was seeing all these different things but it was also true, too, that like it wasn't like my first time experiencing that. Like I have from stories, you see, you see racism and you see, you see people acting bad that you can connect with, and maybe it helps.
2: And one of the easier ways that I think, at least the study claims that Harry Potter helps is that you're not seeing the same issues that like you're not yeah. seeing, like, you're not reading, um, like a God, you're not reading a tony morrison book that deals with actual mm-hmm. racism it's like mudbloods, mudbloods. and muggles mm-hmm. and house elves and you're then able to yeah. experience it without like
0: mm-hmm.
2: having to feel bad about yourself that's true too yeah.
0: yeah people don't like to think that like see that in themselves like oh i've done that
2: it takes. you're right it takes a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of soothing to be like mm-hmm. oh i'm a piece of shit
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and that Absolutely. And that's I remember feeling that like that way. But I also I loved reading when there was like Umbridge was in charge of the school and like when the Daily Prophet was corrupt. I remember connecting it and feeling like oh, the way that they were reporting on these stories was they weren't showing the truth and like people were believing it. And I remember just connecting with that and being like, oh my gosh, like that's not that hard to do. And that's totally, that happens here. Like that totally happens here. The way you, you, the press, the way they explain things or show things, that, can totally affect and they can be lies and you can all just believe it and i remember thinking like that's so that's so bad but if it would have just if i was reading a story about like how the new york times was corrupt or something it wouldn't have i just i don't know it wouldn't have maybe resonated as well. Yeah. Also I wouldn't have been as into a story about
2: about New York Times. Just randomly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I hear people talking about this kind of phenomenon where like, oh, well she slipped in all this like mm-hmm. revolutionary ideology into a little story about magic, but I don't I don't connect with that idea because mm-hmm. it's not like she snuck it in. It's like how can you tell a story about anything without putting in truth?
0: Yeah. And it, that, you're right. That was the story. The story was the struggle. The story wasn't magic. That was just the backdrop. Yeah. It was like, oh, there's also magic, but you could still have really compelling. She would be, she is. She is a really great storyteller. I, I, I love all her other books too.
2: Is there any way in which Harry Potter is truly good for the world and for your life that we maybe haven't touched on?
0: Well, I guess I was going to mention, I did read, quotes from Harry Potter at my wedding instead oh, of reading scripture <laughs> from the Bible. That's beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna look up the quote but I forgot it. But it was about Harry questioning Dumbledore about Voldemort and having to face him and then and then Dum- and Harry's like Dumbledore's like, Well you have something that the Lord Voldemort doesn't have and and Harry's like what do I have? And he's like you have love and he's like just love <laughs> and like he's like disappointed like that's yeah. it and that's the quote I read <laughs> we read it at the wedding like all I have is love
2: how'd but that go over
0: it I mean my mom wasn't wasn't happy but <laughs> my family wasn't happy about it but but um I it was just it was just great it was you know the wedding for me and Alex we loved it people who know Harry Potter loved it it was like for So for me, I, I think Harry Potter can kind of replace my Bible in a way. Like I turn to that for quotes and I turn for that for guidance. I think Harry's story is more interesting than Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. is. Well, it gives
2: you all <laughs> the same things. That he's, yeah, you know, he's
0: still magical. He's doing good things, you know, he's but he's more relatable because he's yeah. like, has to like go to work. Yeah, and, like, he's gotta
2: ugh, go to school. <laughs> Jesus never had to go to school.
0: Yeah.
2: You just gotta like
0: past all that area. All right, magic
2: baby. <laughs> Let's skip till he's thirty. Yeah, then, right.
0: No, I want to hear about like what's <laughs>
2: Jesus' upbringing story. Yeah. Um, that would be great. That would be kinda of fun with yeah. like Jesus going to magic school. <laughs> Getting off this tangent, Harry Potter also gives you community, which mm-hmm. the church would give you. It yeah. gives you people who mm-hmm. all relate to the same Mm -hmm. thing and are affected by the same thing and feel moved by stories Mm -hmm. from the same thing. Yeah,
0: And it encourages creativity and, and it's like, at least in like the LARPing community, if you are pretending to be Harry Potter and it is, it's inspiring and it's, it's, it's just more tangible. Like, you know, who wrote it? Like the Mm -hmm. Bible, I don't know who wrote that. I guess we kind of know, but they had different motives. Like you don't all the different authors like they all had I don't know I don't really
2: understand some are talking about boring ass Judaical laws (laughs) yeah some are talking about some insane like hallucinogenic dragons so it's
0: yeah yeah it's it's all
2: over the place Bible do some edits
0: and I mean it's super sexist too oh yeah. And horribly racist and sexist. I'm not saying Harry Potter is really much better, I guess.
2: It's, I, it is much better. It's not perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. But it is much better. It is much
0: better. I I mean, but it's like when I think about the bi, I just think, oh, this is an awful, I'm so, this is so sacrilegious, but I'm okay with it.
2: I'm an atheist, so oh, I'm wonderful. not bothered. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like, I, I don't want, I feel like if God would understand the power of stories, he would have told better stories. I can't believe that God's a horrible storyteller. Like, <laughs>
2: I've created the world, <laughs> the world, but I really, I'm I need Joseph like, Campbell to plot, teach me. Yeah. Like, maybe
0: some structuring, like.
2: Who teaches those screenwriting masterclasses that everybody is like, oh, McKee. Yeah, God yeah. needs to go Robert to McKee. McKee. Robert McKee, I'm McKee's reading that right now. Yeah,
0: Robert McKee should have wrote the Bible. Yeah. Like, it needs to have a good story. Not just a bunch of random stories or, like, it needs, like, a, th- you need, like, a, yeah. A through,
2: line, a through and, line. Yeah, it really.
0: And they do have some stories in it, but, like. They're boring as crap. Yeah, like make it interesting. Come on, Come on. God. On. Yeah. Um, so you can tell it wasn't written by someone who is like creating or loving or empathetic. It felt like it was made by like some guys who were like, okay, what, what do we want people to believe so that they donate more to our church?
2: Okay, this great, great. That's great. We need <laughs> yeah. more sacrifices want at to the feel temple. Afraid? Amount. Let's make. Them yeah. S- yeah. I'm hungry. I want more burnt <laughs> offerings. It's okay to yeah. rape
0: and pillage, yeah. like murder people if you're upset with them. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Fine. Um. <laughs>
2: ugh. Let's so
0: flood the whole world.
2: We're getting close towards yeah. the end uh, <laughs> of times because we said yeah. such a sacrilegious sacri- <laughs> thing. Yeah,
0: true. Uh,
2: we're getting towards the end. Um, this was such a cool conversation. Yay! I had such a good time. I had fun too. I want you to plug the hell out of yourself because I okay. want all of my listeners to find you. Okay,
0: great. Uh, my name is Andy Erickson. That's A N D Y E R I K S O N. No C. So find me on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have a podcast called Deal with It. And we talk to people with mental and physical health conditions, Um, and we try to break stigmas and just show people who have different health conditions, like dealing with it and being badass and being like, yep, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have scoliosis, whatever it is, deal with it. (laughs) So come find us. You can go to dealwithitshow.com. Um, we're also Deal With It Podcast on Instagram, Deal With It Pod. But please check that out because that's like my baby, and me and my friend Jolene and my husband Alex Stein, like we work on that. And we really want that to help. We're building a community as well for people who are dealing with just health (laughs) stuff
2: I love that I'm definitely gonna be downloading yeah yeah
0: we want to have you on too
2: Uh, thank you I'd love to be on um any other shows people can find or tv should people find like old episodes you've been on yeah
0: I was on scream queens on fox which is on hulu on season two episode like five six seven and ten you can watch um super random uh but I I had marfan syndrome in the show as well that's my heart condition so I don't know that was kind of cool didn't lincoln have that too uh supposedly no way to know for sure but they
2: think so that's cool yeah
0: uh, yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah,
2: I got I learned that in history class. I ah, thought it was really dope.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so check that out. I uh, stand up. I have a bunch of videos on my website, andyricson.com. I mostly perform at colleges. Um, oh, but I also we do a show called Punchline Punch Out at the Hollywood Lab. And that'll be December, I believe, sixteenth. Saturday. Was this come out before or after that? Uh,
2: this will come out after that.
0: Okay, then don't worry about it. Check out Punchline Punch Out. I do a show at Hollywood Lab.
2: Sick. All right. Thank you so much, (laughs) Andy. This is such a pleasure. Uh, Guys, I love everyone who listens to this. Thank you so much, especially if in these trying times you're needing a little bit of a silver lining around the dumpster fire that is uh, the world we live in. Uh, thank you guys. Please if you if you could could you like, share, subscribe and review on uh, on iTunes. It just helps a lot. This is mostly spread through word of mouth, so I'd really appreciate that. And you can find me on Facebook at at @atleastpod and that's also my Instagram at @atleastpod. Find me there. Say hey, what's up. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.
0: Class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com.